Welcome back to the Pushing Buttons podcast, the video game podcast where we discuss our experiences, concepts, ideas, and opinions in video gaming. My name is Kyle. My name is Robert. I'm Kevin. And we are all gathered here today... <laughs> on this holy occasion. ...to discuss a monumentous... Momentous? Mon- <laughs> I like monumentous. We're going to stick that's with that. That's good. <laughs> well, I mean... The mostest monumentist. We are here for a very special occasion. Yes. Because... A glorious gameplay demo was exclusively shown to the world. Exclusively to this world. <laughs> so if you're on Mars, you're f- <laughs> you're missing out big time because uh, Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. just had the first unveiling to the press, excluding them to the public. <laughs> first public. <laughs> There were a lot of minutes of gameplay of Cyberpunk 2077 shown. We're going to talk about that. But first, what did you guys get up to in the past seven days? I would like to kick things off with a momentous <laughs> occasion that Mo- happened in my personal uh, Monumentous. Mon- monumentous. <laughs> I got to level 120 in WoW. Ooh, wow. I, I mean, pretty much powered. Nice. I didn't get to play Saturday, but on Sunday, I got to play all day. Finally, Don't took two weeks. Yeah, God, I was craving one of those binges, man. When you were talking about Witcher 3 mm-hmm. and how you would binge, I was like, God. It's a good feeling. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, it was killing me, killing my soul. Because <laughs> work was just getting me down, and I just felt like I had to raise it up and live it when, up. When the man's got you down, you got to start singing the blues, man. <sighs> yes. Uh, anyway. Um, last we left off in my WoW adventure, I was level 119, so Preach I was really close. On Kyle's WoW adventure. And I got to level through the entirety of the last Horde zone, which as I mentioned before is Voldoon. It's like a desert-inspired place. It was filled with fox people, and turtle people, and snake people, and elemental people, bug people. And well, that's my, a lot of people. My, Do they have people people? Well, if you count orcs and trolls and orcs are people undead. Too. And they pretty much yeah. had a like a calamity of different animals all As in people. the same place. Yeah. Cool. I like your word usage today. Thanks. I'm inspired. <laughs> By it's inspiring what? me. Here's another one. You ready? I'm ready. I had fun. <laughs> I, I, I was expecting another word. That's kind of what I thought. Okay, well, <laughs> it's because I could not think of one. Oh, okay. I did hear That's something right. interesting. Fun today. to two, did he? I was listening to the radio this morning <gasps> on my way to work. You weren't listening to a podcast? <laughs> no, because I listened to our podcast last night. Anyway. <laughs> You were listening to the radio. Yeah, uh, I heard an interesting thing today. So people were calling into this radio station saying they would get electric shock therapy to become smarter. Isn't that, that is interesting. Isn't that interesting? I was like, why not just take Mentats? Oh, or open a book. <laughs> or go to school. Yeah. <laughs> but Study the field in which you They would call intelligent. in to this radio station and their confessional would be, I feel like I know more stuff, and that's how I know it's working. 
Wow. I speak can't argue words. with that. I speak words good, <laughs> and me are gooder at knowing thing. On another tangent, I watched the first episode of Arrested Development Season 4. Nice. Yes. Uh, the, um, the remix? The remixed remix? version. Nice. So I just watched the one episode because it was like right before bed, hmm. and I was bored. And it was good to see the gang all back together because I'm sure the remix is like different from the original intent. Yeah. But I particularly liked seeing Job again on the screen. Yeah. Like there was a moment where, you know, uh, George Michael, he's like grown significantly since then. <laughs> and Job's trying to like get an apology from him. It's like, we good again? We good? We good? Say yes. Say yes. He always gets his yes. He always gets his yes. <laughs> the once vaunted yes. <laughs> but, uh, I'm excited to keep watching. Nice. It feels good to be immersed in that crazy family again. It's <laughs> a good show. Other than that, though, uh, that's really much it. I haven't done anything else monumentous <laughs> this week, aside from what we're about to discuss. Worditude. Fortitude. <laughs> Worditude, fortitude. Robertude. The raconteur. Uh, well, your week sounds way more exciting than mine was. Mostly because think. of his vocabulary. It was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't punch mine up as much as that. Uh, I played some more Witcher, and that was about it. <laughs> That's not monumentous. Well, I mean, I mean, I, aside from the unicorn it sex is. scene, I mean, I, I imagine that's the peak of Witcher three. <laughs> I, I would go into it, but I don't want Kevin's eyes to glaze over at me. Are you? For him talking about Witcher? Oh, I thought it meant glaze at me for talking about it. No. No. Like, you know, yeah, like that. (laughs) I made a face. (laughs) Well, well, if we're going to do this, yeah, I I, uh, upgraded my feline armor. I got superior feline armor now, Kevin. That's great. Great. It's great armor. It looks dashing. Which hairstyle do you have for Geralt? I I have the the default right now. Oh, just default. I played with some of the other hairstyles. Long hair Um, and the beard. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did like the shaved sides with the hair pulled back. And, you know, they all just look funny except for the default hair. (laughs) (laughs) You can keep going. I I love you, Kevin. (laughs) I'm going to be talking about stuff that you have no interest in, so you're more than... uh, Well, you did do the Battle of Kaer Morin. I did the Battle of Kaer Morin. Yes. And then uh, I made it up to the peak of Bald Mountain last night, and that was pretty cool. It was pretty bald. There's a big tree up there, though, and a bad guy. You fight him, but... Is that why it was a fight? Yeah. Or the, a battle, rather? A, oh, yeah. Well, there's a battle, and then there's a fight. The battle is at Caribbean. Oh, it's a post-battle fight. Yes. I like those. Yes. Those are insight. inciting, <laughs> exciting. <laughs> sure, there's something inciting about it, too. <laughs> Probably, and, uh, yeah, so I think I'm in the third act now. Last week I was saying I was just ending Act 1, but Act 1 was really long, and that's why. Yeah. Now Act 2 and 3, or 2 I already went through, now I'm in 3. So now I'm just trying to brush up on all my side quests and contracts before I finish the game and hoping to start the DLC before Spider-Man comes out next Friday, When you, as of this recording. When you get to the DLC, can you tell me? Because I'll play alongside you. Okay. Because I have yet yeah. to play it. And I think it'd be fun to that would be fun talk discuss it. Yeah, like, super fun yeah. for Kevin <laughs> enlighten his soul. It's gonna edit all this out. I don't. do It's that. gonna be like we never talked about it. I don't do that. 
He does. You guys never hear half the stuff me and Kyle and I talk about. That's going to be a narrative that all seven people that listen to this are going to talk about now. This is why I try so hard to stand out. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's... uh, Proof or I don't believe it. All I did. Just upload clips on on, on Twitter. Twitter. Oh, I will. I will. Okay. Yeah. But you have to have proof that I was there, too, so I have to be there, too. Kevin! How was your week? (laughs) Mine was also not as exciting as yours, Kyle. Really? I thought mine sounded really exciting. (laughs) That was what I just said. Yeah. You said it was not as exciting. As yours. What is my computer doing? You did not use a simile. You used a metaphor. I said it was not as exciting as yours. Yeah, because as exciting, I took it as your week was not as exciting as mine. I, I'm still not getting what you're yeah. saying. It wasn't as exciting as yours. <clears throat> and then you said... Let the record show that uh, I'm <laughs> sipping on my water. Okay. Audio record shows that. I've verified. It's been a long day, fellas. <laughs> that it has. My I, mind is mentally taxed. I played Stardew Valley. I oh, got okay. sucked back into that game. Nice. I have I put I think another six hours into it, and I'm halfway through spring of the first year. Each season is a month in the game, so there's 31 days in a season. Each day is you know 24 hours, but you're awake from 6 a.m. till whenever you go to sleep, and each like I think each minute in the game. In real life, is an hour in the game, but you have a limited amount of energy you can use each day, and weather patterns and stuff change each day. And obviously, the seasons affect what you can grow and what you do in the game. I have not experienced anything outside of spring, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Other than that, I have not done a whole lot. Uh, Spelunky Two gameplay trailer released today. Yes, it did. Yeah, we're recording on a, not the usual day. So. A day after the last episode came out. Yes, <laughs> which is why bit. we're all a bit wonky today. Frazzledoozled. Or just me, maybe. We're frazzledoozled. But oh my god, that Spelunky 2 trailer. That that was... I didn't know what to expect from it because I've always seen Spelunky as the perfect game for what it meant to be. I was like, they can't. how could they expand on it? And just looking at it, it looks like it keeps the heart of Spelunky and upping the, the amount of content and the amount of just crazy zany stuff to 11. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, what caught my eye was the new water liquid physics. Yeah, that you're actually like riding down in the water as yeah. the water is falling. Right. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I thought that would add a, a lot of new gameplay mechanics to the game. So the, uh, the creator of the game was the programmer in Spelunky. HD. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that uh, made the ports for the console versions are the ones doing the programming for Spelunky 2. Oh, okay. So it's not done by the same guy. He's the same guy that's like heading up the project, mm-hmm. but it's actually being programmed by the people that did the, the console ports of the last game. So uh, I think it's done by a team of people. I, I could be mistaken. I don't know if Blit, Blitz work or Blit, Blit works. I'm not sure if Blitz works. I'm not sure if it's more than one person, but it's a different person than who did the first game. Okay. So I'm, I'm really excited. Is his name uh, Justin Lin? Or am I just... I don't know who that is. Never mind then. Uh, Derek Yu. That's, that's is what I was thinking the, of. Is the Moss Mouth guy, yeah. Okay. Um, 
I, yeah, I'm really excited for it, and I'm probably going to be playing the ever-loving crap out of that game when it comes out. It, it looked hectic. I did watch the trailer with you. <clears throat> I did know what to expect. I expected a, a side-scroller, Yeah, and that's what I got. Yeah. But <laughs> it point, did look like it had a lot going on and a bunch of different you know, mechanics and all that, and crazy and hectic. And yeah. Colorful. It can be. Yes, uh, the graphic style is so good. <laughs> it's perfect for the, t- the style of game that it is. So I was going to ask you, uh, was it because of you that I got Spelunky for Xbox Live Arcade? I don't remember. I don't remember either, but I was wondering if that was the case. Could have been. Anyhow, um, how painful was it for you when they were showing off the release date year? <laughs> and oh, took my God. ever to spin to a nine. Well, you were there next to me when I watched it for the oh, first time. Oh, I know, time. but I didn't read your thoughts. I mean, otherwise I would have. Oh, dang. I thought you did. Now I have to explain <laughs> them audibly. <laughs> I wasn't surprised, but I was hoping for a 2018 release date. Uh, not disappointed, just a little disappointed. That's <laughs> <laughs> sad. Majorly disappointed. Now, when did the first one come out? When you say the first one, you're talking like, about the original. HD. So there was a pixely version of mm-hmm. that game. Uh, called Spelunky. That was freeware. I think that came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. The Spelunky that everybody else knows that released on Xbox Live Arcade, I think that was 2012. So it's been a while yes. between games. Okay. And because nobody ever thought that he would need to do, or that they would need to do a sequel to mm-hmm. it because it was perfect for what it was. But gotcha. I like that they added the sloth as a a playable character, different sloth than the than the the damsel sloth, but hmm. I like the names. The names are pretty funny. They were punny. Yeah, They're quite very punny. punny. Yeah, and uh, Tunnel Man's wife. I forgot her name. Bridget Tunnel or something like that. Margaret Tunnel, Judith Tunnel, something like that. I'm not sure what her name was. Something Tunnel, Mrs. Tunnel. That's, was it Martha Tunnel? I I don't know. Martha. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, another thing I thought looked neat about it was how you could ride mounts. Yeah, that's brand well, new. I don't know if that's the right word, mounts, but... It, I mean, I, that's how I'd classify them, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the only mount that was in the first Spelunky was after you beat the game and the credit screen has you riding off on a camel. Oh, okay. But, yeah. That was a nice tease then. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's good. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. And I was going to say, Robert, to put it into perspective, mm-hmm. my Steam list... My top three played games, I'll go with my top four, because I'm not sure between Assassin's Creed 4 and the original Binding of Isaac, which it, which one's three, which one's wow. four. Um, <clears throat> number two is Spelunky, with mm-hmm. about 160 hours. And I've also played probably another 50 or more on the consoles. Then uh, Binding of Isaac Rebirth, obviously, at about 300 hours. Holy so cow. I've put a lot of time into Spelunky. Mm-hmm. And even though you can beat the game in like four minutes, it's there's enough there to hold me for at least 150 hours. Damn. Now, to put this in layman's terms for you, <laughs> put uh, in I've put in roughly 150 hours into Witcher 3. <laughs> nice. So that and Fallout 4? I Fallout think, 4, I did about 11 hours before I quit. <laughs> I think I did 120-ish on that, which is like half of what Kevin did for Binding Isaac <laughs> Yeah. No kidding. I love Jeez. me some Isaac. Yes. Um, as the the time this recording comes out, All In would have already taken place, and I'm sad to say that I'm probably not going to be able to watch it because I don't think I can justify 40 bucks 
Especially if my fiance <laughs> listens to this and knows that I was thinking about spending 40 bucks on it. But is that a wrestling thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was this break you out and drive you there? And it's in Chicago, my friend. We'll fly you it's, there. It sold out in 29 minutes we'll, months ago. We'll get you to a computer or a street <laughs> there. For 40 bucks, I could do that. It's on fight.tv. Anyway, yeah, that was about it. I just really wanted to talk a bit about Spelunky, so I'm glad I got that out. That was a great nice. announcement today. That was yeah, nice. That was, I that was, was long in the works. much more impressed with that than I was the gameplay reveal of Cyberpunk 2077. Really? Yeah. So I got to say... <sighs> fighting words. I have not been excited for this game, and the gameplay release, gameplay trailer just reiterated why I wasn't excited for it. It feels like Fallout in a Shadowrun world, and that's... I don't care for open-world first-person shooters to begin mm-hmm. with. I don't care for first-person shooters, especially slow first-person shooters. I like RPGs. Just nothing about that world gripped me. I like mm-hmm. the cyberpunk setting, but nothing about that city or the characters or the story that we saw of it, at least, gripped me. And it seemed like they were just trying to get a bunch of phrases out there like catchwords like you can do this many different things and it can all affect the world in the future of the story it's like every game that's an rpg has said that in the past and there's always a bit of truth to it Mm -hmm. but it's always a letdown so i'm not going to be super excited for this until i'm proven otherwise well Well, uh i have to say though just to kick things off i think the narrator did a really good job of demonstrating how little there actually was to digest (laughs) there wasn't much shown not really, no. In 48 minutes. It was basically cut and dry. And the narrator's overemphasis on player choice, it kind of made it look like there wasn't actually a lot of choice in the game. Based off of what I saw from the character creator, as well as your approach to missions. Because he was saying how, oh, you can go and talk to the military police or whatever. Right. Or you can just go in there and do it yourself. But we've seen that done already in other That's what I'm franchises. saying, yeah. So that part in particular kind of let down a little bit. Uh, basically, what excited me the most was just the little details that they added in the environment as well as to the character, uh, like the characters that you engage with. Basically, uh, when, What kind of details? So, you know, when you're first uh, watching the story unfold in the elevator Mm -hmm. so as soon as she walks out you see all these people come out i'm sure that's scripted right but there's a point where she is waiting outside the front door to bust in for the scavenger Mm -hmm. hideout and i saw her check her gun to check her ammo count and this is before she gets the scanner that automatically tells her right like that's what's exciting to me the most is the details in the gameplay so that could just be an idle animation? That could have been something they scripted it's into that possible, trailer? but this makes me think back on the Metro series. Yeah. Because in that franchise, there's details like that where you actually have to manually check the ammo for the gun. As opposed to having like a HUD, for example. Yeah. Because uh, there's a particular mode in Metro Last Light called Survival Mode. Mm-hmm. And you have to actually have to like inspect your clip. To right. Manually check how many bullets you have left in it. Right. Which is what made it so immersive and fun. That I I could get behind. 
like that is what excites me most about this demo, and it's what I want to talk more about mm. moving forward. I doubt that's going to play a part <clears throat> in the game. I really do. Just my thought, though. What were your first impressions, Robert? Uh, I was kind of watching it in between doing other stuff, so I wasn't like sitting there paying attention to it the entire time. So I'm How sure there's you? things I missed. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the thing that I did want to put out put out there is you know them coming out and saying that they they didn't intend to for this to be released. You know. To everyone, it was supposed to be the behind closed doors mm. for those people, and there are a lot of things that aren't going to be representative of the final game. Right. So, a lot of those things, you know, will probably look a lot different or be a lot different. But honestly, yeah, the world was the thing that I loved the most is seeing, like even like you said, the little details, just everything. Like I love, I know you don't care so much for like you know graphics and all those old things where as me I get a kick out of all that stuff like oh this like you know this ad you know will tell you where to go get the or he said something about like the the cola or whatever and told you where to go get it or whatever like that the little things like that like really excite me just because it makes it so lifelike I guess even though if it's not it's not a huge gameplay thing it's just uh it's it, neat. It makes <laughs> sense in the, the setting. Yeah. Like the game adapts to your particular mm-hmm. choices and, you know, changes your experience based off that. Yeah. And I didn't mind the first person perspective as much as I thought I would that too. when it's first announced. Like, yeah. I was, especially now after playing The Witcher, I was kind of disappointed because I was like, oh, it'd be so awesome if it was like that. But it, mm-hmm. I'm coming around to it a lot more. Like, seeing it actually, you know, being played like that for 48 minutes. And then it does look like it, it comes out enough times, you know, the camera comes out enough times to see your character during scenes and stuff that yeah. I'd be okay with, you know, being first person the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, to me, it just doesn't seem like it does enough new. And I'm... Does I'm gonna, every game have to be new, though? It has to at least be unique. And it, this just seems like it's a little bit of Fallout, a little bit of Deus Ex. It but, does borrow a lot of elements. But better because from other franchises. CD Projekt Red. I mean, that's not <laughs> default just because they've made great games in the past. No, but it's a good indicator towards where it could go. Yeah, The Witcher didn't stick with me, though, either. Mm-hmm. And it's a great game. Don't get me wrong. For the the style of game that it is, is mm-hmm. a fantastic game. It's very well written. The characters are fully fleshed out. Yeah. The environment, the story, everything is great. Mm-hmm. But nothing about it gripped me. And I know that's probably just because I have a short attention span, but there's nothing in this trailer and nothing I've heard or seen about Cyberpunk 2077 to get me excited about it. I can kind of understand where you're coming from because one of my main uh, nitpicks, I guess you could use, is uh, the way the characters are written. I feel like these characters are written in a way where it's not a futuristic society. It tends to borrow a lot of, uh, you know, mannerisms from what current we already day. see from current day action games, yeah. like based in the present or close to the present. Right. And the not so distant future. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunity to really create a world with an evolved state of society. Like, that's what I love about cyberpunk as a genre, because it explores how humanity becomes less human 
through technology being implemented in their daily lives. Right, yeah. Like, I, I would imagine a lot of these characters being so detached from human emotion. Like, I wanted to see that explored more. And, of course, you get Jackie, who I can already tell is going to get annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he seems like a very bland, generic character. He's very generic. He's loud for the sake of being loud. Yeah. He reminds me of... Uh, Girl that I once knew. Whoa. I'd like to hear more about that. It's from Usher. Listen to his music. You were making a reference. I was. Not to your personal life. Correct. But to a pop culture icon. <laughs> yeah! Well, how self-aware you are, Kyle. Um, like Data. He's the self-awareiest. I just feel like Jackie is that typical brute muscle head kind of character that we've seen so much already like look at my fast car i was thinking of james vega from mass effect 3 yeah like he's just like that i don't even remember who that is (laughs) i I really don't i vaguely remember i I vaguely remember jersey shore character in mass effect 3 (laughs) who is forced into your party even if you didn't want him to be in your party and i just really hope the whole game isn't like that Mm -hmm. i want to see more highly advanced human interaction through the utilization of everyday technology. Anyway. I do want to talk about something that I did enjoy, and it was the variety in the guns and the Mm -hmm. ammo and those claw weapons that she was using. The mantis plates. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool to see after they first teased that in the teaser trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So the the amount of different guns and the types of guns and how, like... Mm -hmm. I don't care particularly for guns that automatically shoot at enemies, but the concept of it and how it's implemented in that game seems it seems really cool and it's, it's fitting. The ricochet, well, it's yeah, like ricocheting around cover that was really right. cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I, it looks like when you're in a hectic action scene, it's my kind of game because that's what I love about Doom and uh, a game called Rack. Is it's just like it seems like an, a hardcore, maybe not hardcore. So that's not the word I meant to say. I meant to say arcade, hmm. an arcadey style shooter. That, whenever I play a first person shooter, I, I lean more towards the arcadey style than I do something super in depth because I know that there's no way I'll get sucked into a first person shooter just because I don't like to play them. Makes sense. Yeah, I do kind of want to know where the story goes with it. I can already say that I'm not going to pre-order it, and I probably won't buy it on launch. But I would be very curious and interested to watch. Uh, curious in how you guys play it, and I'd be very interested to watch you guys play it. Mm-hmm. If we could do something on Twitch.tv/slash pushing buttons down the road, yes. Well, okay. yeah, it's coming out down the road, so <laughs> I think we'll be fine with that. Yeah, one day, <laughs> one momentous day. Monumentous. Who knows? Maybe they'll give it to us early, and we can. Yeah. Do it early before yeah. everyone Ooh, else. A review copy. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, would like to go into more detail about what I found the most compelling yes. content. The great segue modification system to your character. I love that whole scene where you're getting upgrades. Yeah. I'm sure that was like story scripted yeah. stuff. It and it absolutely could be, came off like that. So I'm sure. I mean, it sucks because I know from so many demos in the past 
that what they'll end up being is just like a quick menu thing. You pick mm-hmm. your it'll modification. Be Doom, it'll be Prey. It'll be Deus Ex. Yeah. It yeah. won't be like this immersive scene like that was. Yeah. Where you're at the Rip Doctors and, you know, he's like engaging with you in conversation. Right. Of course, that's all scripted. It's like at the beginning of Fallout when you're picking your special <laughs> abilities and yeah. when you're talking to Doc Mitchell for the first time and he's uh, questioning you about your, your past and stuff in order to get the kind of character that you're going to play as and to set up your initial See, stats. It all comes together for me, like those little details, like when you're getting those modifications and it actually shows everything that's happening to your character. Like yeah. that was freaking cool. Like I get this first person perspective now. Yeah. Like that was such a realization. Like this could be so much more than what was originally promised. I feel like, especially with uh, your character, what you see in the first person, that's you. Like you're that character. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately the character's voiced. I wasn't really, you know, Go leaning in one direction or another. I could see how that would make a difference to yeah. some yeah. people. Because that's why I thought, well, why isn't this third person if their character is fully voiced and dialogue options dialogue- are Dialogued. <laughs> I'm having a hard time talking today. <sighs> it's a monumentous day. Yeah, it really is. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am so <laughs> excited. See, I was trying to sound like a cyborg, you know. <laughs> uh Another thing I really want to talk about is the open world. Mm-hmm. I think the car could be really awesome if you can modify it however you want. I don't see how the car is necessary. It doesn't seem necessary. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make the most ambitious title by borrowing what other games have done in the past, like GTA Five, and building on that so that it's not as you know, gamey and more so like story telling device. Yeah. And you know, there's games in that particular genre where you're driving around, listening to dialogue. You're like, I don't care. Uh-huh. You skip. Exactly. I just want to get there and play. Exactly. But with cyberpunk, I don't see myself doing that. I see I, myself doing that. I see myself, especially in Jackie's car with that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure everybody will unless, you know, Diane was sitting in the back seat of Jackie's car. Oh, yeah. Life goes on. So you say you don't think a car is necessary. How else would you get Futurama around? Futurama tubes. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. No, I, I think that they it's, it's a video game. You can work in, uh, even if it's not a typical fast travel, you can have mm-hmm. sort of fast travel points, whether it's not teleportation, because it's not particularly mm-hmm. science fiction in that sense, but right. some kind of... I, I, but you'd still need an in-between for your when you're not just... Yeah, but it seems like there's so much verticality in the city and not as much horizontal spread out, at least in what they've shown so far. And I know that's only a a tiny portion of it. 48 minutes of a probably 100-hour game, at least. Yeah, Uh, yeah, the verticality is something I really want to know more about. Like, how much that's why the car seemed, in the buildings and all that and that's only why the car seemed kind of unnecessary to me mm-hmm. because they wanted such an emphasis on the multiple levels and layers of mm-hmm. of the city i'm sure there's more than just the inner city right but i don't know well I, the, that part in the demo where you she first exits her apartment mm-hmm. and it's like a whole microcosm in that one building mm-hmm. like it's its own mini society yeah like isn't that something I feel like is going to be such a huge way of 
like developing the game's story because each little tower or big tower, whatever you want to describe it as, uh, I could see the story taking a linear direction through these different buildings. I really don't want that to be the case. I want it to be open world. You decide which ones you want to go to. Well, who knows how much of that stuff's even going to be accessible. Exactly. I mean, that's my biggest fear of the game, is that it'll have a linear-based story. Deus Ex, uh, is it Human Revolution? The the first of the the newer Deus Ex games. Uh, that had such a great-looking city, but you could only access a couple of buildings. See, this is why I think this game will be so big when it launches. It could promise on what it's actually trying to deliver. A living, breathing city... You can go anywhere, inside any building, use any car, you know, join up with any faction you want. And, like, kind of like with Skyrim or Fallout, you pursue different factions. Mm. But at the same time, I want that And to you be... won't ever try No Man's Sky. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're because... describing No Man's Sky. But that's procedurally generated. It's not impactful content. You can make your own, though. No, but it's not something that's... <laughs> I, I, I'm just giving you a hard time. It's not delicately crafted. I'm, I'm giving you a hard like time. Like CG man. Project Red is doing. Right. I feel like CG the passion Project. is clearly there. I mean, it was for No Man's Sky too, but... In a different direction, though. It, yeah. I yeah. mean, it was more so just randomness than actual... There's a difference between random and procedural. I would argue that. And oh. I, can, I can and will argue that if you like. Another topic for another <laughs> time. <laughs> ding, you. ding, ding. Uh, anyway, I just I feel like there's a lot of potential for this game to break boundaries, and I can't wait to see that. There's a lot of potential for the game to be overhyped. That too. It's yeah. happened before. I'm a very pessimistic person when it comes to video games specifically. I it takes a lot for a game to hold my interest to begin with, and I know I'm in the minority when it comes to this game that mm. I'm not looking forward to it. I know my opinions are unpopular. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I, I, I want to be proven wrong, and I want you guys to help me. Well, with and it. it's that's the thing about gaming is if you're not into a certain type of game or it doesn't appeal you to you. Yeah. Well, I don't just want to write it off just because because well, it no, reminds but me of games that I don't particularly care for. Yeah, but there's it's like you know me with two D games. I can see the value in them and they look cool, but they're just not for me because. You know, I like to go through a story, and I don't care about playing something over and over and over again and just trying to get better at it. That's not why I play games. So it's why are you arguing okay. for me? Because I was going to say you're, you're supposed to be arguing against the... me. You're <laughs> depressing my buttons. <laughs> I'm going to push them up your ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is not getting cut. <laughs> Well, I'm sure it will be. Into you. <laughs> what? Sure you can. Oh, man, this is good. This Are is you high? I'm high on life. I figured you are What was in that, that. Alka-Seltzer packet? Oh, I gave you The essence THC of lace. all positivity. Alka-Seltzer, I'm sorry. Yeah. Liquid courage. <laughs> Seltzer courage. <laughs> Seltzer courage. My fiance actually drinks this uh, from a brand called White Claws. It's alcoholic seltzer huh. water. Whoa. It's like different flavors of seltzer water that are alcoholic. 
And that's odd. Yeah, and I shorthand I call it Alka Seltzer because it's alcoholic seltzer water. Uh-huh. But I also drink or it's I take Alka Seltzer, the yeah. medication. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. I thought it was a that's a, a neat a aside. nice little anecdote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put it in layman's terms, put it in a nutshell, say. Kyle. You're a tough sell. <laughs> uh, yes, it's very true. Yeah. I sold myself on Stardew Valley again, though. See, you're a tough sell on yourself <laughs> as well. Maybe. Basically, I'm, I'm uh, easy to please. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've tried so hard to convince you to play so many games. Yeah. And I feel like it's impossible to convince you. Because you don't try to convince me of the games that I have a slight interest in, like Alien Isolation. You're like, no, I want to try to talk you into... What game did you try to talk me into? I already forgot. <laughs> hey, how's Banner Saga coming along? Great. It's fantastic. <laughs> Sitting in my Steam library like it's been for the past few years. You play, you son of a... <laughs> I would like to. <laughs> Go for it. I think you'd enjoy it. I don't have Steam. But you know that's a two-dimensional game, though, right? Yeah, but the art style is unique enough that it makes me want to check it out. <laughs> Just like Limbo was. <laughs> It's got to have a catch for me to want to play it. What about like Owl- I said, I'm not opposed to them. What about just, Owlboy? I have like never the, heard of that one. The most high def of a pixelated game. I do like high def. It's it's still pixelated, pixel graphics, but it's the most vibrant and detailed pixel art I've ever <laughs> seen in a video game. I have not heard of it. You should look into it. I should. Owlboy. Yeah, all one word. It's Natch. beautiful. It's gorgeous. During that whole conversation just now, yeah. I've been racking my brain oh boy. for some kind of hook for you to get interested. I'm a monster! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't play games for the immersion. Correct. You don't play games necessarily for the story. Incorrect. Really? Half Correct. Half, <laughs> half correct. Half correct. I, I think he enjoys a story. I enjoy being but... told a good story, and okay. a great story can make me continue playing a game, even if I don't necessarily care for the mechanics. You don't like, i.e., Mass Effect. You don't like inserting yourself into the character. Most of the time, that's true. Yes, but Mass Effect was like the one, one-off, basically, because you didn't enjoy yeah. Fallout, Silent Protagonist. But you enjoyed Shepard's voice. I greatly enjoyed Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, but not for the story. Oh, for the gameplay? It was, for, it was the gameplay. You play strictly for the gameplay. Specifically with uh, the survival mode in Fallout New Vegas. That had a little bit of tedium to it, but it kept me, somehow it kept me engaged. Having to continuously drink water. and So you do food. enjoy a challenge in gaming? Well, I play Isaac and yeah, Spelunky. That's, that's and, why he plays it. Yeah. I don't play, like, Dark Souls. No. no. That's not your type of game, though. It's not my type of game. Basically, it's something where uh, you have a challenge, but at the same time, it's not more so like a visceral challenge. It's like a cartoony, kind of like uh, a 2D kind of challenge, like retro challenge. I, I think that's splitting hairs. Okay. It's Kyle's going to get to the bottom of this. So the environment and the setting in Dark Souls, the look of the menus even, and the feeling of combat, none of it So specifically, it's like the <clears throat> the graphical look of the game, too. That plays a factor into what you like. It, it plays a factor into whether or not I'll look at the game, to begin with. Yes. 
so you tend to gravitate more towards like the cartoony, like uh, not take itself so seriously type of game. I well, no, there's there's a large actually actual dichotomy in the types of graphics that I enjoy. I was saying Owlboy and Splunky, they're they're more cartoony, but there's games like Axiom Verge, which is another mm-hmm. pixel art game that is not cartoony. It's super like Metroid style. But you would rather go that direction than realistic graphics. Realistic graphics do nothing for me. Yes. They don't impress him. That don't impress Damn. me much. <laughs> Everything's a song. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're not going to like this game. (laughs) (laughs) There's no hope for you, Kevin. You're not going to like it at all. Yeah, I know. That's why AAA games are a hard sell for me. It really, yeah. Because super realistic graphics and little details don't, there's, it doesn't, like, there's no soul. It's all substance, if that makes sense. I can see that. It's... It's like looking at a very attractive person versus pl- versus a well, person that is just a, a lovable person. There's games where you can tell in a realistic game, like a game where the developers obviously had passion right. for creating their product. Right. And then there's games where they just half-assed it because they're you know they sold their souls to EA games or something. Right. Or Activision. Or Activision. Yeah. I will never accuse. The, the, like the developers of The Last of Us or Uncharted, God of War, oh, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. I just realized those are all PlayStation exclusives. Mm-hmm. I will never accuse them of having no no desire, no no soul in their games because they do. Typically, those style of games don't appeal to me. But that's neither here nor there. I'll never accuse them of not loving the game that they're making. But when it comes to those annually produced games, that's when. I, I, I'm pretty sure all of us have no interest in any of those. Well, besides Assassin's Creed for a couple of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah, back to the main topic on hand. Wow, what a tangent there. No, I know they're going to take a lot of time with that game and make mm-hmm. it the best they can. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's one of those games that five years down the road when it's a bargain bin game, I can get it for 15, 20 bucks. Maybe then I'll play it and I'll enjoy 120 hours out of that. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of the like hours to dollars ratios. That doesn't matter to me. But it's just one of those games that I'd rather play Spelunky 2 when it comes it's out. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. To each their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Kyle, you and I can be excited for it all we want. Be sure can, buddy. Yeah. I'd be very excited to watch you guys play it, though. Would you be even more excited to hear us just talk about it? I mean, I'm sure. It's not more excited, no, but excited in general, probably. So, uh, release date. You guys think it's going to be 2019, or do you think it's going to be later? I am very skeptical. I think it's going to be 2020 at the earliest. Yeah. I have a feeling. I mean, I'm hopeful. Holiday 2019, but I have a feeling, yeah, it's going to be a, a yeah, 2020 game. I, I would not imagine... Just because the the story is playable right now, one hundred percent of the way through, doesn't mean the game's anywhere near ready for launch. Yeah. I I don't think it'll be in the, in the next year. I mean, they even had it like translucent, like a timestamp. Like this is an early representation mm-hmm. of the right. game. It's still you know way early build. Yeah. I can't remember the words. You know what game I think comes out tomorrow for us recording this right now, but came out last maybe 
Friday. I think it came out last Friday for those listening to this podcast. The Messenger. Mm-hmm. It got an, I think it's an 8.5, 8 or 8.5 on IGN, a 10 on Destructoid. I typically don't care for review scores, but everything they said about that game just hit home with me. Mm-hmm. It's... It's kind of a, a callback to the classic 2D uh, Ninja Gaiden games, the, mm-hmm. the classics, but with an updated feel to it, and I'm super excited about that, but that's not a Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> game. <laughs> Getting off on all kinds of tangents today. Gosh, that's what we should end the episode. Tangents? Yeah. Tangential evidence. So how, given what you guys know about the game right now, how are you guys going to play Cyberpunk 2077? Are you going to... Oh, great question. Like, are you going to totally just envelop yourself in that character and make, like, choices that you would make as a person in real life? Or would you role-play as another character altogether? Typically, when I play those games, I A, play as female, B, play as an evil person that does (laughs) scumbag stuff, and C, just a combination of A and B. There's just A and B. I just want to say C. See, I always have a hard time whenever there's a game where you have good or bad choices. I have a hard time going against my own personal, you know, like moral compass. So yeah. I, I always end up playing the good role, and I'm sure it'll be the same. I used to do that for my first playthrough of a game. Then the second one would be evil. Yeah. But I don't the have last time, time I tried that was anymore. the first Mass Effect. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Back when I had that much time to yeah. have two playthroughs, but we of don't a giant have that game. kind of time anymore. I like to just play something that's totally outside of the norm. Something mm-hmm. that I would like choices because I, I want to see what the the ramifications of those kind of choices are. Mm-hmm. I'm super curious. That's when the it seems like the most interesting writing comes into play. Exactly, is making yeah. the the bad decisions usually more entertaining. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kyle? I know in games past I've always taken like Robert like the moral high ground with my characters. Yeah, Fallout, Mass Effect. Dragon Age, I mean, all those games had moral choices that I always tend to lean toward the light side. Right. I think this is going to be the first game where I play bad first. I think it'd be a fun game to be bad. So I think the world lends itself to But that even more. then, I don't want to be strictly bad. That was what I was going <laughs> to talk about because I, I hate it when there's a binary good and evil. Yes. There, ha- there cannot be a slider. There has to be points or some, something that builds up to... Just, like, story arcs. They can't be a light side, dark side, good and evil. Because you can be a dick Paragon to one guy Renegade. and be nice to another person and still have the same outlook on how you're playing your character. I mean, that's what excites me most about this game. I feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunities. Shades of Grey. Yes. That's what's missing from these games. Yeah. I think if anybody can pull it off, it's, it's CD Projekt Red. CG Projekt Red. It's CD Projekt Red that could pull something like that off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the cyberpunk genre is all about, is that gray exactly. in the middle. It's, it's about looking out for yourself and mm-hmm. making yourself better. That's what I like about it. That's what excites me the most about making my own character in that world. Because I'll, I'll be myself, but an enhanced version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be able to make these powerful Kyle choices. Kyle you wouldn't make it normal in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what excites me the most about yeah. it. Nice. So if I stream it, pushing buttons... Slash twitchtv.com. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash pushing buttons. <laughs> Thank you for the assist. I guess my neural mods are off or something. Pushing buttons.twitchtv.com. Or pushing buttons slash twitchtv.com. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash pushing buttons. What do you think, Robert, of the portion of gameplay where 
they go visit the mercenaries or whatever at the end mm-hmm. to purchase the robot. Like, uh, did you think that robot would be fun to use? For me personally, uh, no. No, I'm not really a fan of like having drones and stuff like in games like autonomous turrets and stuff like that. And I'm not, yeah, Splinter Cell Blacklist, I, I enjoyed that. Oh yeah, yeah. I usually never use them. I mean, if it's something you have to use, that'd be kind of annoying. But if it's just kind of like a perk or something you can pick up and use or not, I probably won't use it. Okay. But I did. I enjoyed that last part of the demo a lot. Like the bad guys. Like I mean, carbon faces yeah. with the eyes. That's what the, I mean. Like the yeah. style like choices. That. Like it, mm-hmm. that's what is so awesome about uh, the cyberpunk genre. Yeah. And like the guy, he was like being a dick to you at first and like taking the gun and everything from Jackie and then by the end he's all like, hey, yeah, we should right. do this again or whatever until <laughs> the big guy comes in. Yeah. I like that. I mean, uh, a character moment. Yeah, I mean, I think this game's going to be filled with stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. little side moments where particular characters get their moment in the spotlight. Yeah. And uh, I feel like... There's going to be some crazy-ass characters in that game. You're I can know. already tell. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, they've got so much source material to work with. Like, they even mentioned so much in the narrator's voice. Like, they're going to borrow so much from the original board top game board thing. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> top, hey, tabletop top game? Top-down game? I don't know. RPG game? Board top board game. Board top. <laughs> board game. God, I'm really out of it today. Um, I feel like a lot of the choices that comes with each character is going to play a huge effect in the overall story. See, like I said at the very beginning of this, so many games in the past have promised to do that. Very, very, very few have delivered, and I don't think there's any I could think of that have delivered in a way that's ever impressed many people. Mm-hmm. I think for what they're going for, because in the character creator part, they basically uh, said your class evolves over time in the game. There's no strict class system. Right. I think having that good. freedom is going to open up a lot of opportunities for growth. That's how. I think a lot like of... where you can make your own story. I think a lot of action RPGs should go that route, especially yeah. a, a shooter, first person even. Mm-hmm. I think that they should go that route. Just my two cents. I mean, I could see myself making like a hacker character. Like the way they showed the hacking, that was cool as hell too. Do you remember that? Where they would... Uh, it, was hack a visual. it was just visual, wasn't it? Well, yeah, but they had like all these different uh, ways of hacking. Like you could... Oh, like hack the computer or go in and do, use yeah. the engineering on the, the console up top. Or, or you can even, like, hack the enemy and, like, affect their neural network. So right. it basically that was cool. throws them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, they, you can make them do whatever they want. I could see myself being, like, a puppet master hacker <laughs> character and just having so much fun that way. And then, of course, you have, like, the combat-heavy playthrough. Just imagine, though, every time you, you fail at doing what you want to do, boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hope that, that was to, Dishonored for you. I could see that's how you played Dishonored. It was a stealth character. I I could see it. You warped from rooftop to rooftop using blink. Yeah, yeah. And then anytime you needed to kill somebody, you like blinked behind them, stabbed them, and then went off. Or if you didn't kill anybody, you would just wait until their pattern was. Yep. Yeah. I, I I can visualize you playing even no, Cyberpunk without you playing it. If I was having a Twitch stream on that game, boom, boom, boom. I would imagine that would be a meme. <laughs> that, you know, there'd be, like, a Twitch icon for it. 
Because <laughs> of how many times I had to do that. Aside from tapping the screen for hint coins and Professor Layton. <laughs> but uh, I just feel like with Cyberpunk, there's a lot of uh, approaches to the gameplay. And I think that's going to be really fun to witness evolving over time. I hope it doesn't come out till 2020. So that they I'm can, hoping so. Yeah, they can really flesh out the world in the story. Just please yeah. don't make it February 22nd, 2019. <laughs> please. It's not coming out 2019. It's not, if it but... comes out in 2019, it's not going to be February. There's no yeah. way to come out no in the way. next five, six months. So when this game gets closer to release, you can try to sell me on it. Uh, Let's just see a little more. And, yeah. yeah. It's still way too early to really draw exactly. a lot of conclusions from the demo. A we, lot of it is still speculation. We've drawn enough conclusions to be longer than the trailer was. <laughs> that's, that's good, I Score. guess. Also a lot of tangents. But let us know what you guys think of Cyberpunk 2077, um, or if I'm just crazy. There's got to be at least one other person in the world that agrees with my look, my outlook on this. There has to be. I can't be the only what one. What are the chances that they're listening? About <laughs> 14 in 7 billion. <laughs> Give or take. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> I'm up for a good challenge. Anyway, let us know what you guys think. Hit us up on Twitter, pushing buttons P. Uh, follow, subscribe, like, however you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We will catch you next week with a brand new episode because we are here every Tuesday on YouTube, on Castbox, iTunes, Google. Tune in. I think that's it for right now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll see you guys next time. Adios. Have a monumentous day. Love you. Monumentously. <laughs> <laughs>